So yeah, it was all right. It was, it was good fun. I did invite everyone. But no one came. So, guys, 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 happy happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. I've got a problem though. I've got a problem. What is it? What is your problem? Someone bought my entire wish list of books. Right from my Amazon for Christmas. I, I, I asked for asked for anything off my wish list in terms of books, right? And the person in question bought me all of them. All and of them. All of them. And I know that sounds like a massive. It's a good problem to have. It's a bad problem to have because now what am I going to do about the next time someone's like, "What do you want for for a gift?" <laughs> anyway, more books. Yes, but I now need to fill my wish list up with books that I want, but I'm not sure what books I want. Anyway, I make it sound like I've got a load of books, but it is only it was only six books. I mean, it's quite five, a fair five amount of books. Yes, six, six, books. six is a fair amount of books. So, anyway, obviously I'm, I was overjoyed, but when I got back home, I had nowhere to put them. So, I bought a bookcase. Nice. Where is the bookcase? It is downstairs in the living room. It has all my books on it. Mm. and it also has uh, right now my Kindle is just on one of the little shelves it's quite nice it's like kind of like I, I mean I wouldn't even know how to describe it art, uh, like from an art perspective it's very Tate modern <laughs> right I, very... I, I don't really know I'm not gonna lie okay well it's, it's it's nice it goes with the room and I yes I, I got home and I was like I need somewhere to put books because this is ridiculous. There are just books lying around everywhere and they're getting dusty on windowsills and wouldn't it be lovely if I just walked in and every day I came home, when I walked through into the living room, I just saw my books on my bookshelf. Mm. Wouldn't that be lovely? Well, I'll tell you what. I went online and I bought a bookshelf. Where did you get it from? Um, I'll tell you what, actually. Um, I keep, because obviously we'll, we'll probably have a chat about desks later, mm. but because um, I've been looking at de- the desk situation. Is it wayfarer.co.uk? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah, got my shit seem, from them. Yeah, they seem to have some really good stuff, and it's quite, like, value for money-wise. Yeah, it's pretty it's good. It's pretty decent. So I ordered it, and um, actually you guys, didn't you, didn't you guys come over or something? I've seen a picture of it. I haven't seen it since... I, I saw the box before, yeah, it, before I mean. you actually assembled it. Yeah, because they basically... They basically... Oh, yeah, because I remember I had to take my car in for service. Mm. And then I got back and they just left the box outside my door. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you build it that night? Mm. No, I didn't. I built it on the weekend, basically. Yeah, right. Um, because we had all the Christmas tree up and mm. when, when we have the, during Christmas, we, we, we move all the, we move the sofa and then the chair in the living room around and have the tree in the back corner. And that's usually where the big chair goes. So the bookcase is going where the, the chair goes normally at Christmas, which means next year at Christmas time, I don't know what we're going to do. Just don't have a tree. Out. Don't have a tree. You don't need a tree. Well, we, that's, you know. Fair, fair play. I might just I mean, spoil we'll Christmas for that. you. I'm sorry. But we will. We, we got rid of the tree and then put the bookcase up. But oh my goodness. I mean, flat pack furniture, even though it's a nice bookshelf. I, I mean, flat pack furniture. I mean, it's, uh, it's a good invention. But it's no, also... It's a pain in the ass. But it is. But for like... 
you know, transporting I mean, purposes. It's yeah, great. It, it would be harder to if to to have it delivered otherwise. Mm. Yeah, mm. kind of like your desk, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, that that delivery charges for this desk are a pain. Yeah, they're mm. actually they're like. Did it come assembled? Yeah. Ah, well, in that case, they're sizable amounts. I w- I will retract my comments. I, I will say that as much uh, as flat pack furniture putting it together is is annoying. It's also it's just transporting it and being able to go, like go pick up something from like mm-hmm. IKEA, put it in your car and like in the boot, and then just drive home and then put it together is is better than having to organize a delivery with a company like IKEA who are not very good at delivery. Um, <laughs> you know, as we know, I Jordan. See. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, the books, the, the important part, uh, what books oh, yeah. did you get? Yeah, that's a good point. The books, the books. So I, I um, on my list of books, I had um, a few books around business, uh, you know, like just general books uh, about how like, uh, so let me just have a quick look. So High Output Management by the third employee of Intel. Um. I've been. I've heard that referenced in a lot of places, um, particularly yeah, me too. Uh, in the last book I read, which was by uh, Ben Horowitz of Andreessen Horowitz fame. So he mentioned that multiple times in his book, and I thought I would give it a read. It also has a foreword written by Ben Horowitz, which might be why he's plugging it so hard. Um, the what else did I get? I also got um, Dale Carnegie's famous book. How to Win Friends, just because um, I've heard good things. And you that. want to win some friends. Uh, yeah, but actually, it's for I've been reading it, that's what I've been reading at the moment. It's very, there's a lot of analogies and a lot of anecdotes and a lot of history, like about Abraham Lincoln and about George Washington. And actually, it's really good. It's just a really good book. The other book that I got was um, Black Box Thinking, which I've heard other people recommend. Yeah, I've heard about this too. So I'm I've I'm not, I've that was a bit one of those ones I've not really heard too much about but I've heard other people say it's got good things you know good things about it so I thought I'd, I'd I basically any book that anyone mentions I'm just adding to my wish list mm. which is, means it's easy for presents right um I also got a, a non-fiction oh sorry no not non-fiction um not a business book I got um this is going to hurt by Alan Kay which is about a doctor oh it is a doctor who used to be a doctor and he gave up and now he's written this book about his time as a as a junior doctor, basically, um, and it's hilarious. Uh, I read the first couple of pages. Uh, I almost threw up, cried, and laughed at the same time in the first like chapter, and then I had to put it down because I was about to eat, and I realised that it wasn't really good. It was just literally just before Christmas dinner, and I read this first chapter, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is disgusting!" And then laughed about something and then cried with it literally within one paragraph i was like i feel like such a bad human being for laughing at what what he's written but i think that's the point of the book Mm. um i also got um there's a there's a i can't i need to go back to my bookshelf now and have a quick look but it's basically this one wasn't on my wish list this one was is a one on my bookshelf that is kind of like a, a kind of a pep talking one kind of thing it's like a you open up the pages and it's like um Oh yeah, what it's called is it's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. And it's it's just a I didn't add that to most list, it was just around, so I I opened it up and it's got some nice little proverb type things in it. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. 
you know, the grass is always greener on the other side type stuff. Wait, um, is that is that supposed to be a good proverb or if the uh, grass is always wait, greener sorry, on the I other mean, side? No, I mean, that definitely isn't in the book. But, um, <laughs> that one's on our bookshelf. So, so have you read any of these books in full yet? So over Christmas, um, I really wanted to relax, right? And mm-hmm. all I got, here's the thing, I've never had a social influx of books before. Yeah. So my immediate reaction was, I want to read all of them, and I want to read all of them right now. Yeah. Right? Which is obviously a problem, because I don't want to go, th- I didn't want to flick through books and go, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to read one chapter of this, and one chapter of this, and one chapter of this. Now, I'm happy to do that with like a fiction and a non-fiction book, because that makes sense. So, um, on my Kindle, I've got uh, some fiction that I've been reading, and I finished two of those books in a I say in a week, over three days. So I was just doing that over Christmas. And then when I got back, well, it's really nice, actually. I'm, I'm, I, th- I feel like I'm being, like, this is my, my eyes are starting to, like, get e- because I haven't been reading huge amounts of books or Kindle until recently. I think my eyes are, like, I'm pre- they're getting used to reading. So it's yeah. fast, I'm getting faster at reading. I absolutely think that's a thing. That's why that's why I recommend reading kind of easy fiction if you mm. haven't read for a while because yeah. it's so easy to get through, um, yeah. and it gets you it gets your brain into that mode. One hundred percent. And and I don't think it, it's like I'm not trying to read faster because otherwise you don't retain what you read. I'm not in the business of trying to read books as quickly as possible because for two reasons: one, I want to retain it, and two, well, it's not a competition. Yeah, you want to enjoy, you know, it. like yeah, and I quite like the, the 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 thing i'm getting the thing that's happening to me at the moment is i'm finishing a, like a fiction book and feeling sad because i'm gonna i know that for instance there's only one more left in this series and i'm like what am i gonna read in fiction afterwards <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm like am i gonna enjoy it as much um and i actually found that after reading good to great by jim collins I, I i couldn't put it down basically and after i finished it by the end of the book i was like i don't want this to end i don't want this to end because now i'm gonna have to find another book that i'm gonna like as much mm. um so I know, I know what you mean with that. Um, I I had that not too long ago. I can't actually remember which book it was. I think it was when I read uh, The Martian, hmm. and afterwards oh, yeah, I was I like, I was like, it. oh, I I want to find another book. I want to read another book like this, hmm. and it kind because of, I kind of didn't want it to finish. But actually, that ended up being a bit of a bad thing because I think I looked for a, I looked for a book that was similar, or I looked I looked yeah. up something that was similar, and it ended up being a bad book. And I was just like, oh, it's not worth reading. Yeah, this. that's basically my fear um, of the next fiction series. But to answer your question, Andrew, I have not finished um, one of them in t- entirely yet. But mm-hmm. that's only because I started reading them properly. Maybe what. Uh, s- s- Several days ago, I think I picked up yeah. one, and I'm about. I've only maybe spent a couple hours reading it properly. But I find the business books. I don't. I find them a lot. Um, then I find them easy to read now. Um, and as I was saying, I think the the whole reading faster thing. I don't think it's. I know I'm reading faster. It's that I think that my eyes are just. The, the the problem I used to have when I started reading on the Kindle and when I was reading Getting Things Done by Dave Allen was my eyes would skip a couple of lines, so I would like lose place, right? Lose my place in the book. And then I'd have to spend like ten, fifteen seconds trying like okay you know, my eyes following the following which line I was on and then going to the second line and be like and that would happen more often than not initially. And now that doesn't happen at all. And I think that's why I'm faster at reading books. But going back to the whole point 
is I'm about halfway through one of them and I'll probably have it finished by the end of the weekend. That is my plan. Sweet. Maybe maybe Monday. I'll probably have it finished by the end of Monday night if I get time today to, to finish it. Um, so I reckon I'll have all three or four of the ones I want to read now finished in the next two or three weeks um, if I read the way I'm reading at the moment. Yeah. But I'm reading a lot of fiction still because I'm engrossed in it. And it's great. It's great. It's It's awesome. It's like... Having a movie, you know, when you're watching like a Netflix series or a movie and you're like, I'm sat down and, oh, it's ended and now I've got to choose something on Netflix to watch. Having a decent book series is way good because it's like Netflix and all these companies now, they only do like 13 episode series. Well, I've got like, I can watch, I can watch all that in a weekend or in, you know, in one night, you know, 13 hours. I can get home at six, spend (laughs) all night watching it. And, you know, by six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, I'll have finished the series, right? Well, I can't do that with a book because I'll get too tired because it's quite, in- reading is still quite an intense thing um, compared to watching something. Mm. So anyway, to, long, to cut a long story short, I have not finished any of those books yet. I will have one finished probably by the end of Monday, which I'm kind of gutted about because I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And I am now looking for... um other books to add to my wish list. Uh, I did finish um, Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking over Christmas as well, the audiobook. I found that really good. Really good. Although Georgia was annoyed in the car because I had it on. I was like, look, can I finish my audiobook on the way? We had a three-hour drive. Mm. And um, the, the authors, I like the author, uh, the, the, the author Stephen Hawking, but the reader, rather, is someone who isn't Stephen Hawking because it would be a bit weird if Stephen Hawking had been reading it because, I mean, yeah, yeah, voice wise. To, yeah. yeah, well, just in case, some people might not know, not know who Stephen Hawking is, you know, it's, you know, um, and his voice. But um, the dude was like, he would read out all the zeros in the numbers, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it would be like, um, one million, 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 million years right one with 36 zeros and georgia would georgia was sorry andrew hung on georgia was like would you just turn this zero thing off god i was like oh man i've so i've been listening to uh kind of filling in time here in the a book by bill bryson called a short history of nearly everything which is kind of similar i think yeah i like that book I'm not entirely sure though, um, but that he he also sometimes like especially at the start he does that, and then later in the book he's like, I'm not going to read it out, <laughs> it's, but it's a lot yeah. of zeros. <laughs> yeah, this guy didn't did had no shame in the 12 hours or so of the book. I think it was the amount. I mean, an hour of it must have been him reading out zeros. <laughs> I mean that. So this is so I kind of I'll kind of transition into um, my kind of follow up around reading. I um, successfully um, have been putting books first in terms of my walks and podcasts uh, compared to co- oh, yeah. podcasts um, for my morning Have walks. You finished any yet? Yeah, I, so I, fin- I finished a re-listen of uh, GTD because um, I remember listening to it before and not really being that focused on it, um, to be honest, and just kind of like popping in and out. Um, what so, about now? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I listened to all of it and that was that's fine. So I did that at the start of the month, um, and I also I bought a small kind of quick book on domain-driven design that I listened to when I drive not too long ago. That was it was okay, 
And then the a brief, uh, sorry, a short history of nearly everything is an eighteen-hour-long book, so it's quite a big one. And um, I'm currently, I've got nine hours left on that, so I'm about halfway through. And I've kind of been My dipping goodness. in and out, dipping in and out with that. How how was the audiobook for that? For a short history of nearly everything. Yeah, it's pretty it's good. good. The the writer, yeah. the, the 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 narrator, he's uh. He's not. He's not necessarily boring. He's not, like monotone, which is good with with audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's, yeah, it's it's not bad. Like it's quite a long book, and there's a lot of information in it. Um, like just you know, every sentence is just. It's not like rambling Perhaps on about anything. Full of information. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always something going on, so you have to really follow it, which is, yeah. is quite nice. Um, how? Sorry, Andrew. Two things. How long does it? How long do your walks last, and therefore, how much do you end up listening a day? Because that's because you're you're going to walk every day. That's quite a decent amount of time to be it listening is. to books. It is. I average probably about an hour and a half every morning at minimum for read uh, for listening to something, mm. and that's kind of at minimum. Sometimes I'll do it like I'll pop on something while I'm doing something around the house as well, or getting ready after some, mm. you know, or in the car. Um, so, yeah, quite a lot of time. And how do you find the retention of the information? Uh, so I think that um, because in in terms of like reading versus listening to audiobooks or just in terms of books? Yeah, like uh, for instance, so I listen to, I've only got one book, one book, no, two books that I own, one of which I've not listened to, uh, that I own both in book and yeah. audiobook and i listened to a chapter in the car on the way home for christmas mm-hmm. uh, for the one that I'm, I'm reading now and what i found was that i read that chapter a lot quicker but i didn't retain all the information from the audiobook as i would have now having read it however mm-hmm. i retained enough of it to actually kind of almost skip the chapter but just skim it which was enough which i actually found quite useful because it's almost like in the car and you know basically what i mean is in terms of reading how do you find the retention you know versus listening uh so in so in terms how do i find reading a book in term, or versus listening yeah to one? but yeah i mean for information retention uh i'm terrible at reading and staying focused so i will and i will basically often find myself you know 10 20 pages down without actually knowing any of it and then having to reread it and then it doesn't actually go in so um do you think that could be just a book though like, no it happens with like every book i've ever read i'm just gen- like generally like the this is the thing why like audio with audio like it's i i can walk at the same time and kind of stay focused on it and if sometimes you know your mind does drift and that's fine but it's very very less often than it is with uh reading books myself so um i find the retention in terms of information and staying focused for audiobooks is way better for me versus physical reading. And I, um, and like, I'm fine with that. Like, that's okay. And I also think that even if, um, the information retention wasn't, you know, 100%, which is, you know, also not always possible, um, that reread, like, re listening to a book is, is obviously okay. And you'll probably notice things that are different every time. So, um, mm. yeah, I personally, I personally find same with podcasts as well. Like I mentioned that I, I can listen to podcasts and, you know, stay focused on that kind of stuff way more than I can reading. It's kind of followed on 
with the audiobooks mm. as well. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Are you keeping are you keeping track of how many hours you listen to using that statistics thing for Audible? Uh, I'll just pull it up now. Uh, me because I know you're into your streaks and your numbers and your targets with these kind of things. Do you think that helps you with this as well? Because I know you were you were you were almost kind of saying at the back of the last year, my podcasts I'm going to try and put on hold and I'm going to try and listen to books. And you were a bit, you weren't unsure about it, but you know, you, you're so used to listening to your podcast and you've got a lot of podcasts to listen to. You know, we talked about you never really run out. Yeah. The interesting thing is that at the moment, um, I think as of the, the New Year's and Christmas period, people took a break, mm. etc. cetera. So mm. um, having like the book to listen to was fine because it meant that, um, it meant that I actually, you know, if there wasn't anything, I could listen to the book. Um, even though I was putting it first, I was still, you know, uh, mm. certain situations where it's like, oh, I want to listen to something while I do this in the house, for example, uh, choosing yeah. a book or a, or a podcast. Um, I would typically go for a podcast, but uh, in certain cases, I'd go for a book now as well. I have actually managed to keep up with both, which is interesting. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna ask if you managed to keep up with both. Yeah, at the moment, I think I, I often see like you'll see like uh, when you listen to quite a bit of podcasts, you'll see like influxes or breaks where people take and it kind of slumps up and down. But typically, yeah. I always have something. Um, so yeah, I I'm doing well at the moment, managing to keep up to both. Really, what did you listen? Just last question on that. Then before we move on, what did you? do in the car on your long journey down last week did you listen to a book or a podcast uh both i listened to the domain driven design book i listened to a short history of nearly everything and i listened to various different podcasts yeah see that is the thing about travel that i quite like is is things have positives and negatives and one thing i'm looking forward to this week when i'm going to be doing a lot of travel this week is that I will be able to find some time to recuperate or re yeah mm-hmm. recuperate some time that I lost last week because of how busy I was uh in kind of reading and and doing other things. So it says so far that I've listened to around 10 hours this month on in oh, Audible. Awesome. And awesome. Uh in November it was about 11 hours. I'm going to have a check of mine too. So for January for me, 13.7 hours. Damn. Um, December, only 4.4 hours and six minutes. Yeah, my my December's down a lot. Like I'm down at like um, two. Oh. Um, Zero in September. That's my biggest month. In July, for instance, which is my... No, sorry, sorry. That's my second biggest month is December. July, I did 18 hours, and then everything else has been about five hours, and then December, I did 9.23. Yes. November, I did 34 hours and 22 minutes. (laughs) And my total is 20 days, four hours and 48 minutes. Where are you guys finding the specific minutes? Oh, so you can, if you Uh, you you click on monthly Ah, and then press on it. Ah, I see. If you click the bars, that's a bit stupid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Audible designer, whoever, if you're if you're listening I mean, to this, like, there's so much space. Why don't you just show it? Yeah. I'll make your access more uh, reliable. Ooh, I've got a new credit. I've got a good credit. I am looking forward to the new credit actually that I'm going to get. I also still have Creativity Inc., which is a book that is also quite a long one. I think. Um, let me see. Yeah, twelve hours that I, I'm about. Yeah, I've got eight hours left on that, and it's been a long time since I read that, so I probably need to go back and kind of remember where i was at with that one 
So I've got that. But I've also got a massive book uh, list of books that I'm going to go through. So it's doing well, though. I think that um, if I manage, you know, to do 12 books this year, then I'm happy with that as like a... And that's one a month. That's basically just my credits. As long as I get them all done by the end of this year, that's I'm happy a, with that. That's a solid target to have. Yeah, like it's not it's nothing crazy. Like I'm not saying that I want to read, you know, two books every month um, or three or four every month. But it's like it's it's better than the last year. Better than the year mm. before that. Um, I think I did a, like eight or something last year. So it's only a small increment. But um, I'm fine with that myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm just, I don't want to set myself any like targets like that. Um, like where, you know, 12. Because when I, when I got my books to read, I was like, oh, I'm going to read one a month or two a week or whatever, yeah. you know, just throwing it out there. But then I realized that, I don't think it's possible for me to do that just because of my time commitment. So why why would I create a negative connotation mm-hmm. around something that I'm doing? And it would then mean that I would be speeding up trying to read things and not retaining it or enjoying it. But yeah. so far, if it's fiction books, I know I can read that in a week if I already wanted. I could read two in a week, but I, I'm not going to do that because then I'll have less Netflix series to watch <laughs> equivalent of. But how about you, Jules, real quick? we You've just told us you've you've listened to like 34 hours worth of yeah books in a month i mean that's amazing in january already and there's only tw- it's only what is it the 13th of this month that was that was in november that it was 34 oh, hours it's only still. uh it's only 13 hours this this month only so far 13 hours this month that's an hour a day yeah so um the i'm currently listening to the blind watchmaker uh, by Richard Dawkins and the Richard Dawkins, yeah, uh, it's about evolution. Um, mm-hmm. I've got about eight hours and twenty three minutes remaining on that one. Um, I'm also listening to uh, Mythos by Stephen Fry, which is still, yeah, I mean, it's, is it's it a long, long one. It is a long one, um, but I tend to listen to that in the evenings, like if I'm like playing Minecraft or something, I will put this on because it's because it's essentially stories um there's there's less it's less about kind of retaining anything or learning anything obviously you you learn from stories all the time anyway but it's something that i can just kind of more passively just listen to so i'm working my way through that and and like you mentioned before jordan where you can kind of flick between you know um you know fiction and non-fiction it's the same kind of thing so those are the two that i'm kind of listening to at the moment um they're kind of the main ones i do have some others on there but those are the those are the two that i'm actually listening to and then in terms of actual um uh books uh i was listening to sorry i was reading a book um by brad sands about the microsoft surface and like how the development took place Mm. um and i was also i've recently been kind of rereading a couple of um kind of productivity books so uh, how to have a good day which we've mentioned before mm. and also um getting results the agile agile way by um jd meyer which is not I, I i like this book it's not the best written but um there's a lot of useful information here so those are the kind of the books that i've been reading on my kindle recently and with those productivity books it's more for for reference whereas the surface yeah. book i've been yeah. trying to find time to just kind of sit down and and uh, enjoy and that's about it really Hmm. Interesting. You guys gifted each other uh books on Audible. Uh because that if you if 
if you get gifted a book for the first time, it's free, which is pretty impressive. Um, which yeah, is pretty cool. that's right. What books did you each gift each other? Jordan gifted me How to Win Friends and Influence People. And Jordan? I got How to Have a Good Day. Ah, have you? So have you guys listened to those at all yet? I have not. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, actually no. I probably okay. will when I've finished um, one of the books that I'm listening to now. Cool. I was just wondering. I'm like uh, to, to wrap up. I guess this this book section. I um I'm doing well with the the credit thing, the the monthly book thing, and putting books first. But to be honest, I'm a bit. I'm still a bit annoyed at how Audible works. Like in terms of the, you know, one credit a month at eight pounds, and then you like it's like oh I want to have another book. I want to want to have a go at another book, and then it's it's like twenty two pounds for a book, and it's like well, no, you can buy three credits for like fifteen quid. Yeah, and, and you should trade in your books that you don't listen to. If you if you have any books on your list that you have not finished and you have no intention of finishing, trade it in. How? Yeah. What, what, can you get a credit back for it? Yes. Oh my god! I do this all the time. That's why it's like, if honestly, if I get halfway through a book and I think, oh, I'm just not enjoying this, I literally just get rid of it because you can get you can get it back. You can always get it back by spending another credit on it, but. Um, if, if I'm in two minds about it or I'm not sure, or I get even, even if I, <laughs> there was one that I listened to, oh, I must've been a couple of years ago now, um, that Why I listened to that? the entire book and I decided that the book was rubbish <laughs> I just traded it in. <laughs> um, and then you just get your credit back, but you can, you can no longer access the book that obviously you can no longer yeah, access yeah. that book. But um, if you bought it with a credit, you will get your credit back. And, and they've never, I've never had been asked why. There's never been a delay. I've been able to to say, I don't like this book. And I've got my credit back and I've been able to swap it for another book um, straight away. You cannot do it through the iOS app because Apple. Yeah, you have to do it on, online. Oh my goodness. I'm going to try this because I will get to this book at some point, but I don't want to. I would say that I actually, I think that after after a few months or something, they may yeah. it may stop working. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I there is like a period of time. Um, I because I tried to do it the other day, and there were certain books that were just like, no, nope. oh, no, I've had this book for about two years. Yeah, I I don't know what the period of time is to be honest. I've not um, even downloaded this one onto my phone ever, or even hit the play button on it. But I, but I would to it. I would suggest that for you, uh, Andrew. If if, if yeah, no, that's, that's a pretty see good if, idea. See if that helps. I have I've bought the three credits before for the for the cheaper price. The the thing to kind of be aware of is never spend your credits on a book that is less than the credit. The credit is worth. Mm. Um, and you know I've found in the past that I've gone through phases whereby I have. Um, I have not spent my credits for a few months and I've just been like, no, I'm just going to finish every book that I have, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then you end up at the end of it, like with, with two credits and you're like, Ooh, you know, when I've come to look for a book, I've actually got two credits. Yeah. Um, but I know for a fact that right now, if I look at my list, I have multiple books in there that I think I I haven't finished. If I saw a book that I really wanted to read, I, I would trade it in and, um, and get and you know and get the book that I really wanted. So I have uh, quite a lot of pen stuff to talk about again. Um, I know stationery keeps coming up as a topic, but um, I was starting to feel a little bad about how much we were talking about stationery, and then I realised that this is exactly what um, this podcast is kind of about. It's kind of about what me, Jules, and Jordan want to talk about and are interested in. 
and really enjoy. So um, we have more stationary talk. And that is because over the Christmas break, I um, expanded my fountain pen collection uh, from one pen to five and some <laughs> other inks. Uh, so I'm actually um, really happy with, with what I did. Like, I don't really regret it. Um, I, I spent money on it that I got uh, as a gift for Christmas, so it kind of makes sense. Um, and some of them, some of them are a bit more expensive than others. Some of them are uh, cheaper, but I haven't really gone above the price of you know a hundred pounds really yet. So that's uh, like you know I could still do that's much still to worse. come. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the thing is I so. I'll, I'll talk about this in a bit later, but I've been looking at more pens on like Instagram and stuff, and it's like, oh, I wonder how much this one is because it's really nice. Um, whilst I was looking at what pens to buy, and it was like, oh, seventeen hundred dollars, and it was like, not today, <laughs> not today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've got some more pens, and uh, I think we're going to talk about them. I'll put uh, a link in the show notes to the images of them, and you'll be able to see. And then we're going to kind of run through them. Uh, and chat about each one. So we're going to start with um, an interesting one that's actually one of the cheaper ones that I got. And it's a kind of Chinese small pen called the Moonman M2. And this pen, I originally saw this on Instagram um, because I was like, oh, why, why does that pen look so awesome? And it turns out that the whole thing about it is that it's a an eyedropper filler. And... Um, which means it has quite a large tank. So the ink you put in it kind of turns the pen into that color. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much it is. Like, it's going to be really expensive or, you know, it's going to be hard to get hold of. Maybe it's only, you know, on eBay or something. And it's on Amazon in the UK as well. So I was really happy with that. And I was like, oh, I'll just get that tomorrow. So I kind of popped that on Prime. And uh, one thing I will mention is that the first unit I got was um, the quality of it wasn't great. It was uh leaking quite a bit in time in, in kind of mm, inside the lid yeah you said and it has a screw lid so um you know nothing got out but when i would come back to it there'd be quite a lot of ink in the cap and i was like oh that's not right so i got a replacement unit they sent me another and um yeah it's been my my unit's been perfect since so um i currently have uh some some ink in it called the Shimatastic, uh, well, Daimine um, Shimatastic uh, Spearmint Diva in it, which means it's got a lot of kind of really small bits of um, shimmer, or what would you call it, Jules? I don't know. It's like a what's the word fle- gone? Flex of reflective stuff. I don't. Yeah, really know. it's like um, you get it on like shiny and stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, when you write with it, the ink comes out and it dries and it and it kind of shimmers in the light and it's really really nice. Um, and the last thing I would say about this, well, I think I've got a bit more to say about it really, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's really nice and smooth to write with. It's only it's an extra fine nib, but it's it's really really smooth, and that was actually quite um, nice because a lot of the extra fine nibs that I use are quite. Uh, Quite because they're so so thin in their lines, they're actually quite uh, sharp and like kind of um, scratchy. But this one, surprisingly, is really nice and smooth. So that was that was a really good pen. Um, so out of, out of all the pens that you've got, this is the one that I actually know of um, the least. 
Um, and I hadn't really, I think you, you mentioned it to me and I didn't really know it. I may have seen it before actually, but, um, it, it like the, the name wasn't familiar to me. Neither. I'm also, also quite impressed by the, the price. I think it's really good looking. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it with your, with your Spearman ink in it yet, but, um, I saw it with the, um, what did you have in it before? It was like it a was reddish. The, yeah, it was a, a cerise, which I know is not how I'm actually to say that because I'm pretty sure it's like a, a, a French word or something, but essentially a red ink. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw it with that. And yeah, it, it does. Um, it's a demonstrator that really does demonstrate the, yes, the color of the ink. Um, I thought it, I thought it looked really nice. I mean, I had, um, I didn't use it for a particularly long time, but yeah, it seems like, it seems like a really, really, um, Really nice pen. I don't know the story behind this one. Do Do you? Do you know much about it? Not at all. Uh, I I literally um I saw a lot of them on Instagram uh coming up in the like discovers ta- you know discovery tab or whatever it's called to yeah. kind of you know the AI machine learning kind of recommended stuff. Um, they were coming up a lot, and it turns out I think it's a bit of a like a craze in, in the fountain pen world at the moment, or like a. You know, like a lot of people are getting them and yeah, really considering the out. price and everything. Yeah. yeah, and demonstrators are really good for that. And and also because I saw it and I was like, that pen looked gorgeous, and I didn't even realize originally that it was the ink that was doing it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, I I, I was just like, oh, have a look on Google, see where they're at. And I saw that it was on Prime on for eighteen pounds. So I was like, you know, why why not? I don't know much about their history. Or um, I'm assuming M2 means they were an M1, maybe. Um, oh, I don't know. That's I, I, I don't know either. Um, I haven't researched it really, but I've just given it a go for the price that it was, and really kind of enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's the one thing I will say about it that's kind of a negative, and you'll you'll kind of see in the photo is that uh, because of that red ink I had in it, um, there is still some red ink in the nib unit, and it's quite frustrating because the nib unit that this has means that you can't put a kind of standard uh, fountain pen, you know, pipette kind of cleaning thing that I have into it and like, you know, clean it thoroughly. That's really annoying because it means that you can't get all the ink out. Did you try submerging it in water? I did. Uh, Yeah, I I did. And um, how long for? Did it not work? I mean, not massive amounts of time, like a couple of minutes, but, Generally, it's yeah, it's just not too easy to get out. Yeah, which is really so frustrating. I, I am not, I'm not an expert on on these fountain pens, as we've kind of mentioned before. Um, you're, you're, I'm sure you're going to very quickly overtake me in terms of fountain pen knowledge. But it's mm. my understanding. I've seen people do this before, where they leave them, they mm. they kind of separate all the parts and and leave it. Yeah. Either, it's either in in water or some kind of cleaning fluid um, to to kind of separate all the stuff out. And I know that that's often people often have to do that if they leave the leave it inked when like for too right. long. Yeah. But um, the surprise there is, of course, the, the fact that you probably only had that red ink in it for a short amount of time. Yeah, not a couple of days, really. You know, maybe a week max. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's just that it, it's kind of gone into some places that it doesn't easily get to. Like no ink is flowing over this point because the fact is this pen is now giving me pure spearmint diva ink right now yeah but the red yeah. bit is still there i can see but, it but it's still yeah and it's still part of the uh, the transparent body so you can you yeah. can very much see that it's in there yeah 
So I don't know, I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe next time I clean it I'll just leave it there for overnight or something. Like I have, yeah. you know, I've used quite a lot of water to clean these you, things. Did you take the nib out and things so like that? So this is the thing, you can't. This this is this nib unit. Oh. You can't take the nib out. It's right. it's kind of enclosed. Um which is yeah, strange. Well, I mean it's 18 pounds. So Yeah, maybe like this is the thing. Fine. I would happily get another one of these. Um but the, I would like like I said earlier uh, make sure it's right and then and working and then you know if not send it back and get a replacement because yeah they're a bit i mean my first one wasn't great that's all so i want to make sure that you know it is and uh lastly this is the only pen that is completely round and doesn't have a clip so placing it on a flat surface um and like trying to take a photo of it like this photo was extremely hard to take and i had to use the cap to kind of stabilize it because it's it just rolls. It's like I'm going to roll everywhere, and you know you've got a slight kind of taper or anything like that. That's a surface that's not completely flat. It's going to roll. So that was a bit annoying. Um, but we'll move on. I think actually next we'll talk about the the other cheaper pen that I got, um, which was another one I've wanted to try because I've seen these a lot throughout um, Instagram and just on you know on on the Pen Addict. Where you know, um, Kaveco is a quite a popular pen. They're 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 all over, and uh, the aluminium ones are obviously much nicer. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the they have the the plastic, um, you know, classic and sport models that are not the mm-hmm. AAL variants, which are you know below twenty pounds or around twenty pounds here in the UK. And uh, you know, to try and test out that, that shape, that size, that kind of how you pe- feel about this pen. Um, so this is the next one I got, and it's the Kaveco Sport in black. It's a plastic um, black pen with a with a gold nib, and uh, it's very it's really small. And you you know to kind of make it into a medium sized fountain pen, you you have to cap the end on, um, otherwise it's extremely small. Remind me, does the does it screw back on? Or does yeah. it just clip? It screws on to the end where you, you know you're covering the actual nib, yeah, and then it just goes on the so end. So just slides outside. on, yeah. So yeah, I got this for around eighteen pounds on cold pens. Um, it's got an extra fine nib, a gold nib, which was actually the first gold nib I had, and uh, I wanted to try it out because I know that they do some really nice colors and variants of of these pens, um, including the especially sorry the the AL editions, the aluminium yeah. editions the, with the um. With the kind of plastic ones, they come in a huge variety of colors. Yes, um, they do. They do. And I and I think what are these things? What are these things about these? And I um, I don't think I'd actually felt one until until I had held yours. But mm. um, I, obviously I'm familiar with this one because it's, it's it's an extremely popular one. Um, but I would say that like in some ways the 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 plastic one this the sport variant is probably it probably looks better in instagram than yeah lot. it is to to use does, if if that makes sense like it it looks the part more than i i won't like this is my my least favorite pen it's just too light isn't it it's yeah it's it's light it's you can tell that the plastic is very thin and I, yeah, it's not but, like it's not like really chunky plastic yeah. it, it feels it does feel like it's quite like you could you could snap it in half kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's just kind of like, 
you know, and also because sometimes when you screw it in, like the plastic squeaks together, like it's just things like that that I just like, hmm, you know, it's it's quite off-putting. It makes you feel like it's a bit more unreliable or kind of untrustworthy, especially when this is kind of supposed to be like a daily carry pen. Yeah, it's like a pocket, pocket size. I wouldn't want to put it in my pocket. Or your bag or something where, you know, you may stand on it or someone may stand on it. You put it on the floor and you're lifting it up and maybe it's going, and you know, wherever. And if it's accidentally going to crack or something or be under pressure, I would feel a bit nervous about this. Now, you don't get that with the aluminium version, obviously. But yeah, this is... Um, and we'll talk about that in a second, actually. But the the extra fine nib um, is very, very extra fine. It's like a VEF nib, not an, not an EF nib. Um, compared to the others and uh it's really scratchy really really scratchy and you'll see in the photo where I, where I wrote with that pen it's a very fine line compared to the others it's even thinner than the the moon man which is the thinnest one i've got apart from this so so you wouldn't want to have a another nib of this of this level of fineness not a caveco nib i don't think so, um, talking of the aluminium ones, uh, my, my girlfriend actually has the an NAL Sport one in black. It's like a really nice matte black. It looks way better than this one. It feels way better than this one. It's weighted nicely. Like it's it's a little more heavy. I would still say that it could be doing with being a little more heavy, but I think that because it's a you know a daily carry around pen, um, that it is still it's it's kind of the right amount. I assume um, she has a fine nib and. Uh, that is actually much, much nicer than this. It's much smoother to write with um, and doesn't feel scratchy at all. So if I was going to get one, I would probably go for the uh, AOS, the I think it's the AL Sport Night Edition, which essentially is kind of, it's got black nib, really. It's kind of similar to the matte black, but with a Oh, with a oh does nib. it? Yeah. Ooh, nice, nice. I like that. And I would probably get in a fine, which would be my first fine nib. Uh, because the Caveco nibs seem to be really, really kind of scratchy when they're really extra fine, and also the, the you know there's no squeaking with that, and and the matte kind of color on it, and the the aluminium feels just way better than this. So I I think that getting a a non aluminium aluminium you know the Caveco kind of classic or sport that is not the aluminium version, getting that for eighteen pounds as a as a taster, I think that's a good thing to do. Because yeah. it's a size that you need to get used to, really. And you kind of need to say that I know... And also for the nibs as well, for the Kaveco nibs, you know, getting used to that. But getting um, the aluminium version will, will be like the, is like the, the one you're really putting more money down for. You know, they're 50 to 70 quid, I think. Oh, are they? Yeah. I yeah, was going to so, ask, yeah. So they're, they're, they're more expensive, but it's good to try this out if you're not sure about that size or, you know, that pen in, in particular, I think. I will speak now about uh, a pen that I don't actually have anymore. And that is the... Uh, I got a Twisby Diamond 580 ALR in nickel grey, which is kind of like the Twisby Eco, but it's um, a little bit bigger. And all the internals are made from aluminium. I always thought the Diamond would be one that, that I would be interested in. But now, I, I'm, now I'm less sure. <laughs> so I'll I'll kind of explain about um this pen and then i'll talk about why i don't have it anymore um it's essentially similar to the the eco the internals are made out of aluminium uh it's got a kind of ridged um metal grip on it which actually was really nice to write with it's also got a bigger bigger nib um on it which feels a bit more majestic than the 
the eco um and i did enjoy having quite an improved version of the the eco it was like quite uh you know nicely weighed i like heavier pens in general but i had a an issue with the nib unit on it and it just wasn't writing correctly and it was doing something really strange where it was feathering which is kind of where it kind of over inks it's too wet uh onto my river paper where it would start to dry out and kind of spread around the layers which means that your extra fine writing ends up being kind of broad you know or more fine um than extra fine so that was a bit annoying but then the really annoying thing was that it would go through parts of feathering and also just skipping which is where it's too dry and Something wasn't right about that. So I kind of, I, I spoke to the guys at Cult Pens, um, or the, the people at uh, Cult Pens, and they were really understanding. And they said, you know, give it a couple of days trying it out. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, just return it. So I, I ended up um, sticking with it for a little bit and returning it. Um, and we'll talk about what I returned it for in, in a couple of minutes. I reckon that I would still like to have one of these in the future. But I would want it to be, you know, in fully working condition. Yeah. So I, I don't I, I don't necessarily rule it out for a future pen. Um I just think that the ecos have been really reliable for me, at least right now, and kind of trustworthy. And this diamond I had a bit of bad experience with. So I'm giving it a bit of a break before I could potentially think about getting another with that. But the yeah, the um the diamond was was nicely weighted. And you, you played with that one. There are things I there are things I really like about the diamond, but um, like for example, little things like the the like the logo on the cap compared to the eco, yeah, is more yeah. is like a more premium look mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just I I enjoy about the the diamond. I certainly like the way it looks. Um, but yeah. It, I guess maybe we kind of did discuss it, and maybe it was maybe it was something wrong with the nib. Maybe it was like slightly out of alignment, or or I'm not really sure what could cause that. Yeah, I mean, I tried yeah, to fix it, shame. but I'm not I'm not the expert in fixing fountain pens right now, and I didn't want to do too much harm to it in case something bad happened. So I, I and I, I also could have bought you know a nib unit replacement and tried that, but I was just not really wanting to spend more money at the moment like at that time on this pen because i was just a bit gutted about it really but i think yeah like i said i would like to try one again in the future for sure and and even getting more ecos as well because I, I i'm not going to talk about the eco much today but i still have that and it's still great and reliable and awesome um so getting some more ecos as well is totally something i would consider Okay, uh, second to last, um, we have the the Faber Castell or Faber Faber Castell Ambition, which is another extra fine um, nib pen that I have. Um, it's a bit more professional looking, you could say, a bit more business yeah. looking. It's you know black and silver, or yeah, it's it's it is. Um... It doesn't. The others are more kind of rounded. Yeah. This this kind of feels more straight, serious. It is. Yeah. It's it's a more serious looking pen. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Like you could. I, this is a pen that I would happily use in a business environment. Um. Maybe where you know, 
signing contracts, <laughs> you know, something like that. Like, fact, oh, if I was in didn't public. Did Jordan use this to sign some paperwork? I can't remember. Is I it doubt world? it. I don't think so. Because it has... Because it's got coloured ink in it. No, actually, you used my fountain pen in the end, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it had autumn oak, which is kind of like a dark orangey kind of ink in it at the time. It doesn't anymore. It actually has some lamy, uh, some uh, lamy kind of green ink at the moment, which I was trying. And just on that, um, I got received a letter uh, in response to those signatures, and it turns out I've forgotten which signature I used, so I'm going to have to sign all that paperwork again. Yeah, great. Well, I don't currently have any pens with ink non, that would be non-colored in yeah. not like special colored ink yeah, in. yeah. Exactly. well that, that's how it should be yeah that's, that's why i've got them and i've got the gesture for that kind of stuff so uh going back to the the ambition um the nib is really really pretty like i saw this and i don't i don't know why but it's just really pretty it's got like these dots on it and and they're kind of in like an arrow shape if you look really closely yeah I don't know why. It's just a really, really nice looking pen. The The cap is really kind of heavy and it makes this really nice noise when you kind of clip it on. It does, like, doesn't it? It feels it feels really kind of satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So um, that pen is a really nice reliable pen. I actually got it from the Pen Addicts, um top five pens list. And, you know, it's around £45 on, on cool pens. And uh, I was like... I'm going to give that a go because it'll be nice to have something like that in a situation if I ever need it. And it's also on the top five list, so it must be pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's typically about £55, but Cold Pens are currently selling it for £43, so it's definitely worth it. So my, my, my opinions on this one is like really interesting because I really like it, and um, I really like it because of the fact that it, for what it is, but at the same time, I don't think I want one does that make sense? Like, yeah, I I appreciate it for the way that it looks, and you know the 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 uh, the detailing on it, and the color, the choices of the colors and the materials, and how satisfying it is. It's it's one of my favorites out of the the, the pens mm-hmm. you have, but it doesn't feel like it's one that would be me if that makes sense. Yeah. I do like it though. Yeah, I I. I get what you're saying. It's a hard thing to describe at the moment. I haven't really thought about how to kind of word this, but it's it's not like the others. It's not a typical. I don't. Hmm. It's not a typical fountain pen in a way. It looks more like it could be a ballpoint than a fountain pen. If that does that make sense? When when, when the caps on, yeah, I suppose yeah. So. Like it, it just looks like a kind of simpler, more, you know, you, hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard one to but describe. Perhaps, perhaps my tastes aren't the best. The best anyway, because I actually quite like the, the Jetstream barrels, and I know a lot of other people <laughs> think that they're a bit boring. So, yeah, I, I like this one. It's simple. It's nice. I mean, Jordan, do you what? What do you think about this? I hmm, don't really have as as much of an opinion on these guys as you. I haven't seen these. Um. Yeah, you have. I haven't really seen these. You have. As, You've written with them as well. Uh, not, not, not properly. I mean, sure. the only one I can really remember is that Kuwaiko one. Yeah, that you brought over. Um, and I think it's too small and too space pen looking uh, until you've put the uh, mm-hmm. uh, until you've put the actual lid on. And then the, the my favorite is that Twisby Eco that you've got when it's yeah. full of ink, like the the the, the one that. 
well, I, I would love some green ink in that, and just I, I, that will be my first fountain pen if I get one. To be honest, mm. it's just lovely. Wait, John, do you have the show notes open? Yes. So you can see the the Faber Castell ambition. Yes. What do you What do you think about that one? Uh, it looks like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, it looks quite posh. Yeah, it does, yeah, it does look posh. Maybe that's it, does look, the right it looks word. fancy. Yeah, it, it, it looks more very fancy. fancy. Although, if you right, like the lid is what stainless steel or aluminium or something. Mm-hmm. Or got a chrome finish. Yeah. But it looks like it's got that kind of texture on the actual It does, yeah, itself. you're right. It does have a You know, like a tree. Yeah. yeah, so like a tree. it is, I think it is plastic, um, but it does have that texture on it, which actually is nice because it's, it's quite nice to feel and grip onto rather than, um, you know, rather than just mm. a smooth kind of plastic. Well, the, the last thing I would say on that one is the nib with the dots yes. on it. Is that just a design thing, or is it, it got is. some kind of function? No, that is just design. Okay, uh, out of all of them, that's the one. That's, that's my, just by the way, that's my least favorite. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Compared to the Kaweco, yeah, I, I even prefer the Kaweco. Really? More than can that. you can you yeah. can you explain why? Do you think? Yes, I can. It looks more. Uh, How do I describe this? It looks a bit too... No, no, modern is the wrong word. It kind of looks like one of those fountain pens that is a bit showy mm. and probably not that nice to write with. But I might be totally wrong. I might get it and like and, and have a mm-hmm. go with it and think, oh, it's lovely. But mm, out of all of them, it just looks a bit... It's like it's trying too hard. To, yeah, that's it. It's way trying way too hard. And I, and, and I like it for what it is. But mm. but I think that you may have kind of hit on why in some ways it's um it's what perhaps it's not one that I would get it 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 is isn't it it's like it's it's like it's trying to to show off yeah. which is a strange thing to say about a fountain pen because fountain pen, especially yeah. one that looks so professional like this and I, I'm sure lots of people like you know this is this is their this is their jam this is their style right this is what they want but I think um it it kind of seems um like yeah like it's like it's trying too hard um put it this way like you've you've seen those mont blanc fountain pens yes i would rather have one of those mont mont blanc fountain pens than one of them even even though yeah they're not the best fountain pen in the world but they're really expensive but you'd rather have one of those yeah what i mean by that is the mont blanc fountain pen is really expensive but it's not trying too hard do you know what i mean like it doesn't look like yeah i think i think it's kind of this pen's kind of basic in like the the millennial way not like the you know the well actually basic means like it's very it's trying to be like that kind of simplistic um mm. kind of yeah fancy looking pen but it's it's on the cheap side so it still looks a bit kind of yeah odd. i'll tell you what it is it's too straight on the actual bar uh, on the barrel yeah, like it's too like if it was a bit curved, if it was a little like I'm not a fan of this. You know where it slightly curves out, it's like bulging out, like the rest of the the ones we've talked about, like the 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 Moon Man. Mm-hmm. Right, you know how it like kind of has a curvature to it, like it bulges out a little bit. Yeah, if it did that, I'd probably be more inclined to like it. But it almost looks like 
I, that that top bit should be like a bit of a clicker, and it should be ballpoint. Yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's yeah. what I yeah I said like this pen looks when it's like, closed. It, it looks, looks like, like a it's a ballpoint. ballpoint. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not yeah. So out of all the ones you've talked about, and probably even the ones you're going to talk about, that is my least favorite. Interesting. Interesting. But I might write with it and think, oh, yes. Mm, mm, so um, there is there is one more. There is, and this is one you guys haven't tried yet. So you yeah. you guys have, I think, briefly tried each each one of these. Jules probably more than Jordan. Um, so this is the Mark Three. <laughs> suit is it isn't it a mark 2 that goes in in these colors because in well that's true one, the mark 2 throw a bit of hot yeah, rod exactly. red in there yeah um yeah. i have a Karis customs ink pen fountain pen um in the iron man colors which means it has a red cap and barrel and a brass grip and it is one my favorite pen by a lot. Why? Because because of, of the Iron Man. Not just because of that. And we'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> Two is really really gorgeous to look at, and it's also really nice to write with. Um, it's so sexy, and I don't mind saying that, and I'm saying that with confidence. Um, <laughs> and so you should. I'm really happy with it. Do you, Do you remember Andrew? Just we how how many years ago was it that I mentioned this in? Yeah, Slack? we did a search. I went back and found it um and basically i said to you hey i've i found a new favorite pen for you uh, you'll really like this one and sent you it wasn't necessarily this exact model but sent you um pictures of this yeah when people went back when people d- did it themselves and created the iron man uh color scheme Colors. yeah i and there were a lot of expletives that followed those when you sent me those um yes. in, in a positive manner um yes. But but you weren't into those kind of pens. I wasn't, no. Um, and also, like, pens like that, they were hard to get hold of, I think, back then. Uh, yeah, they, they were harder to get hold of at that time, yeah. And um, this was actually extremely hard to get hold of because uh, I mentioned that I replaced the the diamond with something. I didn't... I kind of exchanged it. I returned that. And um, I was like, oh, cold pens have Karas. And I was like, why? Originally, I was saying I was saying to my girlfriend, I was like, why do I know that name? I know that name. They do good pens, but I don't know why. And I guess it's just because of the fact that you've introduced me to the their Iron Man and the, the Karas Customs pens, and also probably Instagram, I think, um, over time. And I was looking through, and I was like, oh my god, that's the, that's the Iron Man pen, and they have it. Turns out that the clipless model, as well as the one with a clip, you cannot get from cold pens right now in red. Um... They were sold out because they're a very popular color in that in that pen, and that was it was obviously um, frustrating, upsetting, I guess, because I, I kind of got my hopes up, and I was like, I really want that, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get two ecos to replace the, the diamond instead, and then I found that Colt pens had the barrel and uh, cap only version um, in red, so I exchanged the diamond for that. And so in exchange for one full pen, I got a barrel and a cap. And that was actually something that I was really happy about. Um, because it was really hard to get hold of that. And I was like, you know what, I don't I don't mind if it takes me a while to get these parts. And it didn't in the end. But I, I want I really want that pen. Uh they also uh Colt had the um the brass kind of uh grip section and um a converter so i i ordered that and i also went to a company called um 
Beaufort Inc. In here in the UK, which are UK stockists of uh, Bok nibs, which are the nibs that actually ship with these from the States. So in the end, I've actually got a full kind of factory-style um, Keras Custom Zinc pen. And uh, it is so, so nice. It's like the best weighted pen I've got. It's the one that I most enjoy writing with and feels great. It's extra fine, but it's smooth as hell. Um, the nib is like, it's a it's a bigger nib, kind of like the diamond had, and it just kind of feels a bit more majestic. Um, and yeah. It feels majestic. You know? You ride that pen. <sighs> ride it to the battle. Like, you, you look at the... Is that, a, is that an odd thing to say? Is someone laughing right no, now? No. Not at all. <laughs> no, I love it. I just it. wanted to. So I'm, just... I'm, holding up, I'm holding up the eco nib right now and the 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 box nib and the eco nib's like oh it's small and dainty and it's really nice but then you've got this guy and it's like i'm a big nib and yeah. <laughs> um, and it just feels like <laughs> i uh, am a big nib yeah I mean, show title <laughs> <I don't laughs> porn. oh god um it's really yeah I'm, I'm i'm totally enjoying this um in many ways more than one um but yeah i'm i'm really happy by this um and thanks to both Colt Pens for having these and that Beaufort uh, Ink Company for, who were actually really awesome, by the way, because I wasn't sure about, this was like my first customs pen, you know, where I'm doing nib replacements and understanding how I can fit parts together. And I emailed them because uh, they allow that on their website. And it's like, hey, I'm looking, I've got this pen and I want to know what uh, nib I need to get for it. And they were like, hey, this nib would work, any in this column on this page. And I was like, great. And ordered some of those, and um, <laughs> plus one for customer service. Yeah, exactly. Like they were really nice <laughs> about it, and uh, they shipped it, and I got it the next. Well, they day. weren't gonna. They were gonna email you back, being like, "Well, no, you should know this. You should be a fountain pen expert to use this site. To be, you should. You want a custom pen? You never know. To understand well, the <laughs> the metallurgic reactions of the nibs alloy. I will say that their pen was quite... Uh, sorry, their pen. Their, their website was a little bit outdated. And um, it looks... And I was like, I don't know if they're, you know, still going anymore. But they are. And they're really, you know, really nice company. Side note. On websites, like, where you think this company isn't going and they're selling something. Mm. I was reading an article about Cat6e cables. Mm-hmm. And who are the best supplier to get them from. And I looked at the website of this company that have been around for a long time. I was like, I don't. I wouldn't even. Tr- I wouldn't trust putting my car deals anywhere near a page like this. It's Web 1.0, but it turns out they are one of the best suppliers of of yeah. of cables, suppose, and that's because they just care about more about the cables, more, more about, about the, the cables. Website. Yeah, and I, I think the same thing with these fountain pens. Like they care more, or or the inks. They care more about that than they do about their um, website. They're probably losing business yeah. because of it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, so last thing I want to mention about this pen before I, I kind of ask for questions about it is um, just the clipless aspect of it. I um, I did originally want the clipless kind of cap, which is essentially there's no there's no clip on it. You can't clip it into like you know a, a pen pocket and have the clip hang out, um, and it's just completely round at the top. Um, however, having um, seen the effects of the moon man not having a clip and that rolling about everywhere i'm actually kind of glad this does have a clip just because it's, it's much clip. easier to have and you like you love the clip what a clip it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful the way that it's just such it's, it's just it's wonderful it's like a it's like a piece of machined metal rather yeah. than a piece of kind of bent metal like it's solid mm-hmm. it is such a clip and it's it's 
you know, bolted in. Yes. Well on there. Um, yeah, it is. And yeah, that's the thing. It's not like uh, it's not like the clips on the you know the um, the Jetstream Primes that kind of use them once and they kind of rattle about afterwards. Like it's on there and it's going to be fine. To be, to be fair, mine doesn't. But, yeah, but it just yeah, shouldn't. Uh, all right. So, do you guys have any questions about this pen? Um, I have statements about the pen. I think it's gorgeous. Yep. Not really a question. Um, I knew you'd like it. <laughs> I knew you'd like. Yeah. It. I mean, I was. Having put quite a bit of time into looking at getting all the parts for it and sourcing them, um, which admittedly wasn't that long, but it felt yeah. like it was quite long. Um, and it's also like learning all of the you know the aspects of learning more about the fountain pen world in terms of like customs and parts and putting parts together, etc. Um, was really exciting. Like I really enjoyed it, and I was a bit nervous in the end. I was like, "What if it's just not what I what I've got in my head?" And luckily, it was more. So I'm happy with that. My one comment would be, if this was me, based on all the discussions you've had, and and I and the images you've kind of shown, mm-hmm. and they'll be in the show notes around like what it's like to write with them. My favorite is the purple ink with the Twisby Eco. Uh, not just the ink color, but it looks like the depth of the ink um, means that it l- looks slightly thicker. Yeah, even though I know the nibs are probably similar so i would have that pen and that color of ink i and i would write with it every single day yeah i still stand by the mm. ego like a lot i still it's, it's yeah although this this carriage customs has taken the number one place that's still now you know it's second place um yeah. it's so reliable and it's also such a good price like mm. it's it's you know 20 around 27 28 pounds for these pens and yeah they're so nice to write with. Uh, back when I was at school, you know, you'd be spending fifteen pounds on like a Parker Jotter, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of a bit. I'm, I'm probably, sure, I'm sure they probably went out when I was at school, which was about ten years ago. Um, but if I had a Toys Buco at school, oh, yeah, oh, but that that ink, um, because just just on it, and my last comments on that ink would be that the lighter inks. While they are nice and the purple, like the light purple, that, mm, that the diamond, is it? Diamond, yeah. Diamond. Uh, it just, it doesn't, I know it's not, but it, it looks almost a bit like in that photo that it's not uh, consistent in all the strokes. Yeah. Which I know with Fountain Pen it's not, like you don't get that, like it's quite evident with the rest of them, but I feel like you can really see that. And that would annoy me because I would, I would go, I would go over it. I would like to see that ink. Yeah. I would like to see that ink in another pen. Cause I think partly that is because of the extra fine nibs on the Kaveco, which are crazy extra fine. Um, mm, you, you're probably right to be honest. I mean, I mean like, yeah, I would like to see yeah. it. I, I'm not saying it, it might, it might be the case, but, um, that has been the case with that pen. At least that is just, mm. I've, I had a green in that one before, and it was just ridiculously fine. And I have it in my Hobonichi, and it's just really hard to kind of see at times. Um, yeah. Because it's quite a light green. So my last comment would be, out of all, the, out of, all of this, I am not a fan of the lighter ink. Lighter inks, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan. So I would always have the dark, prefer the darkers. And I know, Jules, that you like the teal. I do, yeah. A, a big fan but of the teal. But I'm not a fan of either of those. 
Yeah, I d- I, uh, I don't know if they're my if that's if that's like the teal I would pick, but generally, as you guys kind of know, teal is one of my favorite colors. Oranges as well. Um, but um, I think I would I would think in terms of inks, I would probably tr- I would probably want to try a teal, and I would probably want to try an orange. Yeah. So in terms of inks, I actually have quite a couple, uh, quite a bit of ink now as well. I have quite a lot of the Dimine, um, you know, like the twenty thirty mil taster bottles, which are nice smaller bottles um, that I can kind of test colors with. I have some oranges in that. I have two, which is ones like an orange I haven't actually tried yet, which is like the light orange. And I have the autumn oak, which I think you guys have seen because yeah. um, I had that in the uh, Faber Castell uh, before when when I was around with you guys. Um, I've had some that red, that red that we spoke about, the cerise or however that's pronounced. Um, yeah, I apologize. I've had that in the Moon Man before. Um, Kelly Green, which I had in the Kaveco. Um, I've got some others like purples and blues and stuff. So I have quite a bit to choose from there. I also have um, two Shimmertastic um, inks. I mentioned the Tropical Glow, which is the one I've currently got in the Karas. And I've got the Spearmint Diva currently in the Moon Man. Um, and you can kind of see those in the picture that I'll put in the show notes. And then, yeah, I uh, just on that, I was literally as you were, as you, but just before you were saying that, I was looking at that spearmint, thinking it's glistening, it's sparkling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I hate it. Did you just meet yourself? Well, I tried to. It failed. Yeah, I hate it. Mute. Um, <laughs> no I, more. I was like, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I actually, I quite like it. It's nice to play around with these things. Like I say, I don't want to be necessarily quite boring with these pens i like to be yeah like i mentioned in the last episode and I'm, i don't want to put blue black in them you know i want to put oh for sure for sure especially at this stage especially this you want to you want to have a look around to see what like, yeah there's, there are so many different brands and this is you know all the, that time ago when we first started talking about fountain pens this is the point right it's all about how all these different types of inks that are available to yeah. you that um you know you, you buy a jet stream and you put a jet stream refill in it with these fountain pens you can put any kind of ink in any kind of pen the um the kind of the variants that you can go through are almost infinite right mm-hmm. at this stage you 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 should be trying these things you know yeah it may be in the future that you're like okay well you know i i don't want to write my hobonichi with the shimmer ones but i but i don't mind using it to write other things mm-hmm. and you'll kind of Maybe you'll end up with just one of those that's that's yeah. linked up. I 100% agree. I um, but not. It's no actually. It's not. But I, if I were to have a fountain pen, I would use it with um, like that purple ink. Right. I'm all for trying things, but better you right now than me, Andrew, because one, I wouldn't know where to begin, and I can just look at the things and decide whether I like them or not. So the <laughs> and try all all the yeah. things you're doing without having to actually invest. <laughs> so I'm being like a real selfish, not selfish, uh, I'm I'm being efficient here. And that way I don't have to buy inks that I'll never use. So I may, I've, I've spoken a lot about the Eco and mentioned that it's still, you know, up there as one of my favorite pens in the number two spot. And um, I got really lucky with that, I think. You know, going coming into the fountain pen world and having the Pilot Hiroshisuku ink in that purple was a, just a, a, I'm not saying I chose fantastically, but it's a great, you know, uh, constant, I think I'm keeping that pen as my purple pilot Hiroshi Zuku ink. And, yeah. um, 
I'm That's really like happy with that. Now, exactly. Um, I also I got the the Amaero um, Iroshizuku ink, and I had that in the diamond, and it's also really great. It's a really really great color, and I really like it. Um, so I need to work out where I want to put that now. I suppose the one that you're gonna, I I know I would be this way. The one that you're gonna probably think about quite a bit is the is the Karis Iron Man mm. pen though, because that's, yeah. if that's your fa- the favorite pen body, you're probably gonna want to put your favorite ink in it. And at this yes. age, do you could you even say what your favorite ink is? Um. There's, there's so much ink out there, right? So. I think your oh, favorite I mean, ink your your favorite ink is probably yet to be found. I would um, say yeah that it, if it's if it's out of every in existence then that ink in existence then I don't know but yeah. in terms of what I've currently got it's either one of the pilot Eroshizukus or the I actually really like the tropical glow uh, tropical tropical which is glow the one you find fantastic it now. yes um, because it's a really nice blue. Um, and it kind of changes a little bit as you write, which I quite like. And I'm, yes. you know, remembering I'm being more playful with these than I would yeah. be with uh, Jetstream. And, and you asked me which you asked me which ink to put in it. And what did I say to you? What was my advice? What Tony would put in it? <laughs> what would Tony? And put you in know it? what? I googled for a, at least five minutes trying to work out if um, Tony Stark has ever used a pen. And I was thinking the only two things I could think of was um, when he gives Captain America Howard Stark's pens in uh, Civil War. To try and get him to sign the the Sokovia uh, Accords, and also when he signs over the CEO position to uh, Pepper Potts and Iron Man too, but I don't think he uses a pen in that one. But there is paperwork; he just uses um, a fingerprint. So oh. anyway, um, I couldn't find out if there's any colors that I have that he would have used. Um, what do you? How do you think I went on that one though? Do you think? Do you think Tony Stark would use this? The ink? Um, I think. Uh, well, you you had the ink. Uh, and it was available for you to to use in that pen. Part of me personally feels that the in some way the the the, the barrel and the ink might be similar. Now that's not always been the case for me because obviously I've used different colored barrels with with mm-hmm. black uh, ink. But I think part of me because of the fact that um, I've always preferred demonstrators and things like that. I I feel like there there should be some some connection. But that's yeah. my own personal preference. Um, I don't know what I would use in in a pen like that. I I just I don't know. But um, I like I like the one that you actually chose, which is the the tropical glow because it's, yeah. it's it, I like that kind of color. So um, I I haven't yet to try it, so I, I will at some point. I think it was a good choice for now, but. Um, just to add on that, I think that, um, like, I've already, already, apart from the eco, I've already re-inked these pens multiple times and put different inks in them. Um, and I'm, I'm, I enjoy doing that. And I'm happy doing that, kind of, you know, switching up what I'm using. I'm also really enjoying writing in the Hobonichi with a different color, you know, every other day or whatever, like, every day. Yeah. Um, just kind of something new, trying a different pen, using a different pen. I'm, and I'm actively saying that. You know, uh, when I finished writing in my notebook in in an evening, I swapped the pen out, and I put another one in in the in the seed A6 case that I have, so that in the morning when it comes to writing in the Hobonichi, I've already picked that pen, and maybe it's got some different ink in it. Um, so, you know, I'm trying something new and using using the pens I've got, not just using um, you know, using one constant because it's my favorite. 
and and to i mean i i am really enjoying using them um and i'm using them for different things like i'm using them when i've got them inked up as different colors i'm using them to mean different things when i'm writing i've been doing quite a bit of research and kind of collecting a bunch of information and they're nice to kind of like use for indicating an important part in in a paragraph like yeah. you know you're writing it's like oh this bit needs to be highlighted because this bit is 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 a variable or it's important to understand you know what's going on below or something like that and i'm i'm enjoying using them like that so it's it's nice to have the different colors and not just a constant black you know um so i have two other things to talk about um the notco brass town I also got one of those, um, Colt Penstock knock stuff. And that's awesome. Um, because I, I had ordered my seed a six from the States before and I don't mind doing that, but ordering stuff from the States means that one long delivery times and two import tax. And, uh, it's not ideal, but I do, I'm, I'm happy that Colt Pens have some, some knock, um, co stock. So I've switched this out as my like pencil case now. And I'm doubling up some of the pen loops to kind of hold multiple things. So is there is there a way that you can describe this for the listeners who don't know what a brass town is? Yep. So imagine you've got a, a pencil case, but when you open it, instead of it just being kind of like a a, a cavity inside, yeah. is that a nice word? Yeah, just um, an empty cavity. cavity. <laughs> yeah, it's just an empty space. It's a vessel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a kind of like uh, a roll of material kind of folds mm-hmm. out from it. And, um, it, there's, I think six, yeah, six pen loops in it. Um, and you can kind of put pens in, roll it up and then put it back and zip the top. So, um, it stops them kind of janking around inside yeah, the pencil exactly. case and hitting each other. And it's very spacious. I, I remember when they introduced this and it's, I don't have that. I don't carry that many pens that need to be separated like that. I mm-hmm. mean, the, it's, it's a strange thing. I've got a lot of pencil cases. And yeah. the one I actually use the most is like a, a really cheap um, Muji one or, or wherever. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember where I got it from. That's actually the one that I use the most, but I've got loads of really nice, really nice yeah. pencil cases. Um, so I, and I just chuck everything in that one, that one small pencil case. But this, if I had more expensive pens that I want, that I wanted to keep separated and kind of in that way, the Brass Town is, is a really kind of good option for that. Mm-hmm. I um I so I had like another cheap uh, pencil case I was using before, and I used it for about two years, I think, or maybe more. Probably since uh, probably since before we started the company, so maybe three, four years. I don't know. Um, and that had you know some mild liners in it, my pencils in it, um, and a ruler and a rubber um and a lead sharpener, and that was kind of for that. And then I kept my jet streams in the CDA six. Uh, later on so did you guys use that pen, those pencil cases i brought back for japan yes i keep my yeah. mild liners in there mine holds um all my ink refills for non-found pens it's the bees one ah, yeah i still use mine yeah sorry continue Andrew. um so i've actually taken that away and i'm now putting everything in this brass town where i've got um like I've got my two, uh, my Kurtoga and my Uni uh, Field lead holder are in one loop. I've got some mild liners in another loop, and um, the the Zebra Sharpo X in another. And then I'm kind of putting, you know, the pens, the fountain pens that I'm not using in the other loops. And 
some of them have to double up. I'm fine with that. Um, typically, the the Moon Man and the Kaveco get put together. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I I'm not specifically. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not, but I'm using it for that. And there's so much space you can in do it. Anything so you want. Yeah, like my those my, two don't have clips either. The the, the yeah. Moon Pie and the yeah Moon Pie. <laughs> yeah. Moon Man, Moon Boy, Moon Boy. And I, so I also have my ruler in the, cause it's so spacious, this thing. I also have my ruler and my rubber and my lead, um, pencil, well, lead sharpener in, in the, the base of it as well. So I roll it up and it's yeah. all just in there. And there's so, there's still so much space in it. So I like, it's a really, really nice, um, really well colored as well. Black with a blue, um, aqua kind of insert. Yeah. yeah. The really kind of nice, uh, Bright blue. Really enjoying that. I actually also really like the Tallulah, which is a two kind of pen case, but I don't need that, nor do I um, have one. So, I yeah. And you have the Sinclair, which I also really like as well. I do. Yeah. Is that, that's a two pen holder, but it's you can put a field notes? Three, three pens and uh, oh, space three. for field notes, or um, in my case, I use my uh, Notco mm, index cards. That's nice. So, so, so that, that, that one kit is what I grab. If I want to use index cards, that's yeah. the thing that I go to. I've mm-hmm. got, um, a Sharpie, um, a uni, uh, air and, um, a jet stream in there. So they're mm-hmm. all really good for writing on these index cards. I have those and the index cards in that one Sinclair. So I just pick it up, pull the cards out and I can start writing on them. Yeah. So, so the index cards, I also got more of those. And typically I think, I think we've mentioned this in the podcast. I, um, I think we mentioned it in the episode with Brad, especially because you, you you thanked him for these. Um, yes, the that, um, business card size. Yeah, I typically use these cheaper ones off eBay, and I'm still using those for stuff at the desk, like things I'm not taking out of the house, really, the scrap, because I still have, I kind of hold these index cards in higher value um, that we're going to talk about in a second. But these ones, the, you know, business card size, credit card size, um, goes in the wallet kind of size uh, on the desk. And I use them a lot, but the I got some some knock petite uh, dot dash cards um, on on court pens as well, which I was surprised at because they stock those as well, which is awesome, and they're really well priced. So I got those, um, and you have these, and yes. I'm enjoying taking these out and using them. Yeah, they're very nice. So we've got the is it like it's like a purpley? Um, yes. Pink? Yeah. So it's got it's got the knockco dot dash um, layout. Which is a bit like a, it's like a dot grid and just a normal grid, but combined, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish, I wish I could get them in orange. Because mm. they they certainly used to do them in orange. I've seen them in orange before. I don't know if they ever did the petite ones in orange. But um, I have, yeah, I've got the same color as you, which is the purple ones. No complaints, but orange would be nice. Yeah, I also have the Gigant, Giganti. Oh yeah, you got the, the large ones as well. Yeah, I did, and they come folded in half. So I've been actually tearing down that fold and using them for. Um, I have like you know, so I've spoken a, a while uh, for a while on this podcast about the fact that I have a food plan. So I've kind of outset some meals because um, I was spending too much time deciding what to put into a food like into for the food plan every week. So I've just outset some meals, and maybe I'll cross and you know change them. But it's like oh, shuffle them, pick one. That's the food of the week. So it's just helping with that. Um, and you know, there's so much space in them that I could probably do it on a petite one, but it's nice to have those cards as a constant. I don't know what I'm going to use those for yet, but, uh, apart from that, but they're, they're nice to have. They're really, really good quality. 
so that's kind of all the stuff that I've done at the moment in in the fountain pen world and um, in just pen stationary world, and it's quite a lot, uh, but I'm really enjoying it. And I've been uh, collecting um, on Instagram a kind of private collection of all these nice pens that I'm enjoying, and uh, I um yeah I. I there are a lot of them in there that are maybe cheap or I'm not even looking at price tags for them. I'm just like, you know, if I want to look at some nice pens or some nice nibs or things I want to do in the future, then they're in there and I can kind of compile a list from that. Um, I, I found myself wanting to post more about them, uh, talk about them, maybe put on Instagram, but I'm not sure whether the Twitter or Instagram or even a blog post or like, you know, writing about them is the right thing to do yet because I don't, I'm not, a very good writer in the sense that I'm not very good with the language or the vocabulary of these pens. I just want to say they're really nice. And it's like, Oh, I like this one because yeah. you know, it feels heavier. Smooth as hell, bro. Yeah. Smooth as hell. I mean, Majestic. yeah, like uh, these <laughs> things, I can explain them all. Like you kind of get what I mean. Um, but I don't know if anyone else will. And I don't know if I would be able to kind of sustain writing about them, nor would I want to set up a blog because it's a pain. Um, well, I think, from my perspective, um, I think you should post on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, because I agree. Uh, because because if if people start asking questions or you people want to talk about them, then it's like a the perfect medium to do that, and you don't need to put any reviews or anything around them, and it's, it's easy pages. to just yeah yeah. I would like, suggest Instagram and ifttt to actually just post the native Instagram picture to Twitter because mm. it doesn't Instagram won't do that by default. And that way, you get both both sides um, can can have that conversation. The yes. thing about Twitter is that like a lot of the people who follow me are in the technical, like developery world. You, like world. a lot of the, a lot of them will yeah. be into stationery as well. I think yeah. that's yeah. I think that's a very common thing that I've seen. I mean, it's definitely common with us, and I'm pretty sure we're not nothing special. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think maybe I'll post more about them. And so if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Andrew Hathaway, do so. Um, and I'll I'll post some more about them. I'm going to post these on Instagram then, these pens. And maybe um, maybe maybe a tweet occasionally about each one, you know. Uh, maybe mm. a link to this episode to explain why I got them and how. And kind of that kind of thing. Mm. One thing I would say, actually, Andrew, sorry to interrupt. One thing I would say. Your handwriting is so much bloody neater than it used to be bloody hell yeah jesus yeah this is the thing like it makes me care <laughs> like i want to mm. write nicely with them or enjoy or slow down Do you have to concentrate or is it getting easier no to be fair um my writing has, has definitely improved i think that's partly because of um the hobonichi uh writing mm. in smaller um spaces for some reason has kind of improved my writing there and just generally i think the these feel more grippy the fountain pens typically feel more grippy than the jet stream mm. so coming back to a jet stream now is like oh my god my hand goes everywhere and i think that <laughs> kind of feeds into it a little bit mm. but yeah and you guys can actually probably read it right totes neat a handwriting i can read it i could read it all I- I can actually read it all. I remember when I first met you and you would write things. I'd be like, Andrew, I have no idea what this <laughs> Yeah, trust me. I looked well back at some of, the, um, some of my Hobonichis from the past, all my journals, and I'm, I, I don't know either. 
You should find some non, you know, private notes from a few years ago and post a difference on Instagram. Maybe, maybe, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll become a, a was it an, uh, a creator? What do they call them uh, on Instagram? What? Oh, an influencer. That's it. Jordan knows an influencer. But I, I just, I just meant you should, you should post the private notes to show the comparison between your handwriting. Yeah, I know. Um, but I was, yeah, it's a good idea. I'll do that. You know, you know, like those people that are like, look at my muscle gain in eight weeks, and they post a photo of like, <laughs> look their at belly. my handwriting hand improvements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in four years. Uh, uh, that's totally yeah. weird. That's that's how you boast on the street. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking for a little bit, or at least. Um, I know, Jules, you have something you want to talk about. Um, so I'll hand over to you. So as you guys know, um, I've been thinking about, I had been thinking about which um, Hobonichi I wanted to use for 2019. And um, the Hobonichi Weeks was the the kind of leader there. So I started, um, I started the year, in fact, actually it was just before the, the start of the year, uh, with using the Hobonichi Weeks, which is the week layout notebook and been, and I was really kind of happy with it but as you guys saw I was carrying the notebook itself without mm. a cover into the office um regularly and I wanted to get a cover for it I spent quite a little bit of time looking at the options available to me and I finally settled on one which was the um is it it's the because I mentioned before I quite like the look of the the leather what they call the passport cover um, but actually I went back to last year. So, the, so, uh, 2018, um, cause you know how the, the Hobonichi website works is that every year they have a set of covers that yeah. become available. Um, and, uh, they're only available for that year. Most of the time they're only available for that year. They, they tend to do little tweaks to the designs or sometimes they throw out the designs and, and, and go with something new. My, uh, A6 size one was from 20, 2015, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't do that anymore. And I think it's a, I think it's lovely. It's perfect, but they, they don't do that particular one for other people anymore. Um, so I actually looked and I found one in the 2018 um, catalog that I like the look of, which was basically the, um, as a passport cover for the weeks, but it was, it was in orange. And as you guys know, like my cases tend to be orange. Orange tends to be your favorite color when it comes to these things. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, so I, I saw that and I decided I, I found, um, I found it on eBay and I decided to get that one um, shipped over from from Japan and um, I'm really happy with it. Thankfully, because I, I, re- I really didn't know. I thought I would like it, but um, I wasn't entirely sure because it is different to what I'm used to. It is very nice. I like it. I like the look of it. Um... When when you showed me in the office, I um, I I'm, yeah, it make it gives it a, the, the problem I oh, the problem I have with those kinds of like you know weekly diaries in that respect it's kind of like that Midori traveler's notebook like the pages seem like short like not shorter but like the width of the pages is quite significantly shorter or yeah. at least it looks like it is yeah. but yours isn't is it it's pretty much the same size but taller. yeah it, it is, is right? it is definitely taller it's a, it's a little bit skinnier but it is definitely taller um i find that it's it is quite nice i haven't like i don't like uh fill every single bit of white space on the page but i do write things uh in every of the of the day sections and on the notes on the right hand side 
So I feel like the, the, the notebook use itself has been really, really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have the cover as well. There's, um, it's got like a little, um, notch, uh, in the middle, like when you, where the fold is in the middle, uh, and it allows you to kind of slip the, the pen down the side. It's not, it's not like properly tucked in or zipped away because mm-hmm. there's no zip around the outside here, which I, I may miss the zip in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Cause, cause I really liked the zip about my previous Albanichi cover. Um, but, but what it means is there's a nice little slot for the, for the pen. So I can easily just open it up to the, to the page for the week. Um, and it lies flat enough, uh, like that, that I don't need to take it out of the cover. Um, I can just pull the pen out and start using it and then just, mm-hmm. you just kind of fold it back up again. Um, like I say, there's, there's no zip, um, which is a bit strange for me. So that, so yeah. I used to carry the Hobonichi and the field notes in the same kind of zip up case. Mm. So, you know, it's just, it's just the week's layout for me at the moment. Um, I found it really good to use. I don't know if I will like miss any of that stuff in the future, but right now I'm, I'm really happy about it. Um, yeah, the, so the, 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 the case itself has got like, uh, on the left hand side, it's got a slot for three, like card slot size. Um, yeah. For, you know, for, for business cards or whatever on the, on the left hand side and a, a large pocket. And then on the right hand side, it's got a large pocket, two slots for business cards and then a, a little thing to kind of tuck something in, like loose papers. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of switched between tucking it into the main slot on the back or tucking it into the small one. And actually I prefer it in the, in the main one, but I'm sure it will probably bend the notebook over time. I yeah. don't, I don't think I care, but it, I think it will, it probably will bend the notebook over time. I think the, the mega version of the weeks would probably be better for that. Cause I think it's slightly, um, slightly thicker. Uh, and I think the actual, the cover is slightly stronger as well. It's less, um, I think it's made out of a slightly thicker material. It's slightly harder, but um, either way, this this is definitely going to be fine for me for for 2019. And I think the the case, whenever I use a Hobonichi Weeks or a Weeks Mega in the future, it will go in this case, and I'll be very very happy with it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased. I am still using the Avec as well. So I, yeah. you know how I said um, I was going to try start the year by using both and see where I mm-hmm. kind of land. Um. So I did that and I've been using the effect for more, um, a bit more like what you use your journal for, but perhaps less yeah. detail because you write, uh, very small, um, <laughs> and you write a lot of, uh, quite, quite a large body of text yep. and on some of the pages so far this month, I have done that kind of writing where I mm-hmm. felt like I had a lot to say, but other times I've just written some, some stuff like just general ideas like, um, mm-hmm. The other day I was trying to get some work done on something and I just kind of, I just wrote down my, my thoughts about, you know, how to, uh, ensure that I could get some deep work done when, you know, there's busy stuff going on. And I just kind of made some notes. Yeah. It was just like, these things are on my, are on my mind right now. So I'll just write down these concepts and these words and maybe, you know, draw a little kind of mind map of, of ideas. Mm-hmm. I just did that on that day page. Like it wasn't a description of what I did in the day. It was just the ideas. And I like that. Um, I like the way that I've gone with that so far. I've, I've also kind of mixed pencil, um, and, uh, Jetstream ink in both of them. Um, 
So I don't think I'm going to be too picky about what kind of ink I use. Obviously, mm-hmm. I carry the Jetstream and the the Sharbo as the main kind of pens that I carry with me. Um, but yeah, I, so far so good. Um, one other thing that I have actually been oh with the with the Avec actually before I move on. Um, so previously I used to have um the the full sized um uh, Hobonichi Techo, which is like the one that you're using um mm-hmm. because the avec is like half half the Six thickness months, of, yeah yeah is it there is it does feel a lot lighter with that um with that case now it it's not mm. bad it's not a bad thing at all but the fact that i'm now carrying well sometimes i'm carrying both mm-hmm. means that it's kind of eased that off a bit it does it definitely feels lighter um, yeah i also have a um a field notes in there as well which I haven't started using yet, but it's kind of like the next one. Let me just unzip. Um, oh, I heard it. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, you did. Um, it's the it's the point oh, uh, limited oh, edition. Oh, very nice. Very yeah. very nice. And it's it's actually it's a lovely yellow, and it goes really nice with the first um, the first six months of the uh, Avec, which is also yellow. The second six months is 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 blue. Um. So I put it in there and it's a nice blank one and it's just for when I want to use it. Can we, can we get an Instagram post for the show? Yeah, I'll, I will do, Sweet. I will do um, an Instagram post of all of them. Um, awesome. But like I say, it's in there, but I haven't used it yet. It's just like, it's ready to go. So this, so my, um, my A6 case is a bit more of a in the evening, reflecting on my day, thinking about where I want to go, bigger picture. Um, that kind of thing. Whereas the weeks um, mm-hmm. is the, these two pages are open all week. This is what I'm doing during the week. This is more about how, um, you know, I need to achieve certain things. I need to do laundry and I need to complete certain business tasks, you know, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is just, is just uh, more kind of calendar related is in the weeks. Um, and at the moment, this is probably not going to be a constant fixture, but right now I, I do have a field notes that I've been writing stuff in since um, since December. I've been making uh, notes about uh, uh, kind of goals and plans for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, both for like a personal and a business point of view, um, because of the fact that it makes more sense to combine these things together. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. but it's all for me. These are my, my goals. Obviously they align to business goals and they align to uh, personal goals that, that other people have and so on. But this is, this is more of a kind of a, a personal one. And this was actually using one of those, um, one of the 10th anniversary field notes. So, oh, it's, yeah. so it's one of those nice. old, really old yeah, kind yeah. of, uh, original kind of draplin style field notes and because i'm still u- actively using this at the moment and i'm making some notes in it and i started it in december and i, I haven't really finished it i am i am still actively using this now last night for example i was writing in the notebooks and i took all, like i was sat down with all three of these yeah of these cases and i actually wrote in all three mm-hmm. but i don't think that that's gonna that's going to be uh, the case forever. I think what's going to happen is as the year kind of stabilizes a bit, I'm probably going to be taking the weeks with me to the office and that's going to be the one that I carry around 
you know, I take my Surface Go with me everywhere too. Like that, that one just kind of goes with me. And I think the, um, the, the, the stuff sheath, the, the single field notes will probably be useful when I've got a project on or something like that. Yeah. And the, um, the A6 case will probably be one that I keep at home on my desk at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how it goes. So I think, I think, you know, I started, I started all in with all the things. And I think as, as the year's going to progress, I think I'm going to, each one's going to find their role a bit, um, Mm-hmm. a bit more i'm really happy actually i'm really happy with the setup uh so yeah the the, the hobo cover that you've got for the the weeks is actually it's quite nice it's it's very strong and I've, i think i like that even more when it's it's worn in a bit yes it's, it's, yeah it's quite I didn't, smooth at the moment uh, yeah and, i didn't mention yeah. that but yeah it feels it feels quite thick um yeah and it's quite um tough tough and you know, thinking back to how my, and it's, it is a different, it's a different leather to the, and it's made by different people to the, um, to the arts and sciences one that had, um, the A6 one, but I think it will probably age in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm kind of looking forward to how it's going to yeah. age because it feels, yeah, me too. it feels perhaps almost like, like too, too strong, too, yeah, too smart, too, too new mm. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that that's gonna, that's gonna change over time. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's nice. It, it, it is really, really nice. But I think, I think the more I use it, the better it's gonna be, which is the same as the A6 one. Yeah. And, and secondly, I would say that, um, so you had when you first got the weeks at the back end of 2018, you took a break from the the techo, didn't you? I mean, you um, you weren't yeah. writing in it much. I wasn't writing it. I had not been writing in it as much. And in yeah. fact, the way that I was using my techo at the back end of 2018 is the way that I've continued to use the Avec in 2019, which is more of a less less detailed, but perhaps just you know, more, more kind of general, yeah. uh, you know, notes rather and mind maps and diagrams and doodles so, rather than, rather than kind of really kind of paragraphs of text. I would say that it's actually, it's, it's quite hard when you've got the techo when you're writing so much and you, you enjoy writing in it and you, you know, you, you want to write about some things. Sometimes you can reset back into a, like a, Oh, what did I do today? Here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. Oh, this happened and that kind of sucks, but this yeah. happens and that's really good. Um, so it's actually, you know, and, and like I struggle with this where I sometimes I, I get into a mode where I'm like, right, I'm doing really well talking about something in, in more detail and, and then another thing in more detail and not necessarily about, you know, what, what happened exactly in my day and more, uh, reflective. And then some days I snap back into, uh, you know, the, the mundane, not yeah, reflective just stuff. listing just saying what happened how do you find um one having both of these separated areas about you know the weeks versus the tattoo on that area like on your reflective writing and also did kind of that bit of a break you had with the techo in the back end of 2018 help at all with this yeah i think it did and the so the the way that i'm splitting it now and this is kind of a funny way to describe it, but I think it kind of makes sense is that though it's all personal to me, if the, if someone, uh, you know, in the office or if I 
dropped my Hobonichi weeks somewhere, um, like in the hallway where I live mm. or something like that, and someone looked at it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried. Okay. Cause it's, yes, it's saying the stuff that I'm doing day to day. And yes, it is anchoring my week. Uh, it's not necessarily describing what I do every day. Like what did I have to eat or whatever? Yeah. But it is, it is helping me shape uh, and structure my week, but there's nothing too personal in it. Whereas the, uh, the Avec is probably more reflective in a way that I might, um, be more personal in it and, you know, it's not necessarily people's names but like say things about situations or something like that that Mm -hmm. i think to myself well i wouldn't if someone saw this maybe perhaps you know um it wouldn't it wouldn't be okay um so that's the kind of way that i'm splitting those out if that makes sense if um you have something during the day that's really on your mind that um you want to write about in the avec but you don't have it with you. How do you? What, what do you do then? Like it's it's. Oh no, I know it's on your mind, and you, and you could say that. Oh, by the time I get home, it'll be on my mind. But what if it's something that you think has value writing about? But uh, by the time you get home, you you know it's gone. Does um, that happen? In, interesting. That that hasn't happened because uh, that hasn't happened for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another thing to worth kind of, that's worth kind of keeping in mind is that I I. <laughs> I've got all the things. I've also got a uh, a digital OneNote page That's that true. I do, that and I do true. one page per week. And I am much more likely to write something down in that that is personal because that's, I treat that um, as kind of a mixture between the both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm much more likely to write something in there and then review it later and write it down in the um, see. in in the avec. Um, if there's value in doing so. If there's value in doing so, but sometimes there isn't. I I also don't worry too much about previous pages that have like blank spots, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, as an example, uh, this week I went back to the previous week's page and I actually filled in some of the, the, the space because there was space there where I wrote about how, you know, the difference between one week and another in terms of, um, you know, uh, ach- achieving goals. Cause mm-hmm. like, um, you know, one weekend I was just, I, I didn't feel great. I didn't get much done. And then, you know, this weekend, for example, I've managed to uh, get all the things that I wanted to get done over the weekend. I've got, I've got done. Yeah. And I, I used that space to kind of look back and reflect on that and kind of you know, filled in some bits and pieces. So it didn't matter that I didn't write on it on that day, on the day that it was, that day, if that makes sense, I just used mm-hmm. the space that was available to me, and I think that's the way that I'm going to kind of continue on. That is that um, these these books are to support me and help me uh, achieve excellence, which is which is fundamentally the whole point of me having a notebook and keeping this stuff is so that I can offload stuff from my brain to make sure that things get done and to add structure, all in essence to kind of be better at what I do in general. And as long as they support that, I'm fine. And I'm not, I'm not going to kind of put too much um, rules in what goes where and what, and what doesn't. I think given the fact that, um, that there's not a massive amount of space per day in the weeks, it's unlikely that I'll suddenly start reflecting and doing huge amounts of stuff in there. 
if I decide that I want to do that during the day, yeah. I will probably end up doing it in OneNote because there's infinite space in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's still some thinking, but at, at the end of the day, I, I'm not I'm not too strict about it. And I think as the year progresses, I w- you know these things will just naturally fall into place. Yeah, it'd be good to um, continue talking about that stuff. Like I I, I use my Hibernate every day, and like I said, I I switch between how I use it and. Um, it's really interesting, um, like how we change is what we need. You know, sometimes we don't yeah. need it, sometimes we do. And and this year, I'm I'm doing um, that kind of change between the more mundane stuff plus the reflective stuff. But I've also added some like tracking and um, traffic light stuff using Mars yeah. banners. Which is really yeah, good. they they are really good for doing those kind of tracking things because when yeah. you need them the most which is probably disconnected from all the computers and you want to sit down and kind of really think about these things. Mm-hmm. There's there's less distractions. It's just there on paper. It's, it's yeah. really good for that kind of thing. And I've really enjoyed the fact that um, even though the, so the, the, the Japanese version of the, the Techo, uh, the original uh, has the chest, the, the five check boxes at the top. It does. Um, yeah. Which are, for the, I guess, for every tasks, day. right? Yes. But I've been using those as the points in which I put color in for the red, amber, green um, yeah. colors, which is really nice. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I used um, to use those for um, if I have exercised and meditated. Yeah. So one of mine is, do I, did I go on my walk? Um, one of them is, did I have a good day? Did it, was I productive? Was I creative? Um, yeah. How was my food? So that's, that's, in fact, that's all of them. That's all five of them. Um, and that's the kind of stuff I'm tracking. And I'm actually just thinking, I just, you just kind of sparked a, a thought in my head about how, um, there's some graph paper in the in the original at the back that I haven't seen in the the English version. Oh, do they not have it? Yeah, I, not that I know for, of. For mapping and... trends, you can you can draw things like I see people use it for weight and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I I got digital stuff for weight, but I think that I'd like to maybe every month tally up the if I use like a green as a point and yeah. an amber as a half point or something like that, um, and kind of maybe graph them out. That'd be kind of interesting. To yeah, see. it would be. So yeah. Um, I guess we'll we'll end the episode there. Um, so thank you for listening to this episode of the Movies Podcast, episode 30. 30? Um, 31? Episode 30 was last, wasn't it? Is it not 41? No, Jordan, no, it's, it's 31. 31. Uh, losing track. So you can find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash 31. You can also tweet us any questions or feedback at uh, Mavis Podcast on Twitter, or you can email us hello at mavispodcast.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Andrew Hathaway and also Instagram. Julian is at Julian K on Twitter and desk underscore of underscore Jules on Instagram. Correct. And uh, Jordan is at Jordan is on fire on Twitter and the same on Instagram. Jordan, what's your Instagram handle? I, d- hang on, let me check. 